Hi. Welcome, everyone, to the Little Circus Podcast. The Little Circus Podcast is the one and only podcast about circus made by kids for kids. And we're your hosts, Lila and Kiki. Yep. So today we're talking about all things fear. Yeah. So we're just going to jump in with this topic since there's quite a lot to cover. Definitely. So when I think of fear in terms of circus, my mind immediately goes to those super death-defying acts like fire breathing, sword swallowing, extreme tight wire walking, knife throwing, and you guessed it, wheel of death, which I and others prefer to call wheel of destiny. For sure. But since we do circus mostly for the audience and for their entertainment and enjoyment, we are always trying to elevate our tricks and acts to make them more thrilling and jaw-dropping for the audience. And believe it or not, there can be fear with even the seemingly simplest of acts or tricks within the act. For example, dance or something low to the ground that doesn't look too challenging. Every act has a fear factor in it, whether or not the audience realizes that. But it's true, and as as we, we as performers, we always try to step up our game. Absolutely. And depending on the performer and their level of experience, this fear can be more intensified or more minute, depending on what they're doing. And I think it's important to point out that a lot of the time, what acts or what things we are performing are selected for us by directors or coaches based on what they think we would excel or do well in, also taking into account our skills. So we don't usually have much power over what kinds of things we perform, unless you're choreographing every tune yourself, either for a solo performance or if it's under a very special circumstance. So because of this, we just do what we are told, and sometimes that can result in feeling afraid or worried about a certain portion of a routine or a trick or an act. And if when the show is approaching, you know that that sequence or trick will not bring a great result technically or will cause a more than normal amount of stress for you, you can obviously talk to your superiors and see if it can be taken out or adjusted in some way to alleviate that stress or to enforce a greater probability of success. Exactly. So now we'll go through a couple of scenarios that are either hypothetical or we've actually experienced and cover either how we overcame our fear in that situation or how we would if that instance came about. Yes. So to begin, let's say that you had to learn a new act in a very short amount of time because someone else was unable to perform it and you are very worried about pulling it off. I would listen to your music over and over again to become super familiar with it, go over the routine in your head, or by marking or actually doing, and talk through the sections with your teammates. And after completing those tasks, if you are still stressed about how it will go, try to do some deep breathing and remember to take your time. Be intentional about every movement you make and realize that you are prepared. You've done everything you can do, and however it goes, you did your best. If you're in this situation, you can do it, and it will go well if you believe in yourself. Great. So now I'm going to touch up on forgetting an act while performing a group act versus performing a solo. Let's start with the pros and cons of when someone forgets their solo on stage. A pro is that, well, since nobody else is doing that same act on the stage, 
you can kind of just improv until you remember where you are in the act and you don't really have to worry about being synchronized with others because you're a solo act although that kind of leads to a con if you're trying to improv to the song set for your act chances are you might be a bit off music as well as the fact that improving on stage in front of a crowd can be very nerve-wracking and might not end up so well. But it really does vary for each performer and their comfort, comfort level and experience. I can tell you that about a year ago, if I had forgotten a solo on stage, I would be totally flustered. But if I were for, to forget a solo now, I would probably know better how to handle it because I've had a lot more experience in the air. Okay, so now let's talk about the pros and cons of forgetting a group act on stage. A con is that, obviously, when you're on stage performing the same act as others, you, can, um, you can't exactly improv because there's specific choreography, and if you improv, your improvised choreography just won't match. But now onto the pros. When you're performing a group act, if you happen to forget a part, you can quickly and quietly ask a teammate who is also performing the act as you. Here's an example for that scenario. So in LPC, we have an act called Chandelier. In Chandelier, there are a few times where we practically all do a huddle on the apparatus. So that is the right time to ask what comes next in the routine. Let's say you've forgotten what comes next and you start to panic. Well, in a group act, you can just ask your teammate performing alongside you what comes next. And in a solo, you just kind of improv. So those are some key points to this topic. Now, um, let's say that you're performing an act that is at least somewhat new for you, or even if it's not, and it is one that has a heightened risk factor or for either you or others in the act. Examples of this might include knife juggling, archery tricks, aerial acts performed very high without your ideal pr ground protection, i.e. a mat acts including fire, and etc. But we also remember to be extremely present and in the moment while performing. Again, be super purposeful with every movement and take whatever precautions you think would be beneficial or your coach recommends to prepare. This could be using chalk or rosin to ensure grip strength and to prevent slipping. Making sure that the audience will be seated a proper distance away from you. All external factors of your performance venue are aiding in yours and other safeties and much much more awesome so we really really hope that these tips can help you out the next time you're feeling scared about performing something and we highly recommend approaching someone you trust about your concerns with performing something and they may be able to offer you that nudge you need to know that you can do it or they can help you decide a course of action to take if you think something may not be in your best interest in terms of safety. So now we have reached the end of this episode, but if you have any questions about how to accept or combat fear in the circus, please send us an email at thelittlecircuspodcast at gmail.com or on our website, which is thelittlecircuspod.wixsite.com. That's thelittlecircuspod.wixsite.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, and if you found this episode all interesting, informative, and or entertaining, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, life's a circus. Enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. Bye.